Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging Respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I just say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
Salo. <laughs> you had enough?
after reading that law line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Saint Arafat, bloody hell! Well, it's Friday, folks. I've got a stream. I've got a stream. We know. Uh, we know why. We know why. I've got to feed uh, feed the plantation, as it were. And the plantation has been uh, poking around and uh, jiggering and jaggering in my uh, OBS settings. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we may have solved the reverb issue, and I can perhaps uh, test that out straight away because uh white long kung fu with the pesos during the intro it's really dulcet tones of judy bakshi came coming through maybe we can just do a uh, saddam drip just tell me if you get reverb Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you, uh, White Lung Kung Fu, and um, please, please uh, report back in the chat if that is sounding normal. And uh, never in my fucking village, there's a type of language I want to see in the chat. And uh, I was, man, I don't know what a fully packed lip is just for today's stream. Um, You'd have to you have to break that one down for me. All right, all right, all right. So what are we going to be doing? Uh, I want to look at Zaporozhia because uh, you know it's it's sort of current, and I think it's the type of false flag, I guess, that we have to pay attention to. Um, no doubt, it could be dragging our attention to do something elsewhere. Who knows? But uh, I want to take a look at that. There was some pictures released, and oh, some dip. Dip. I've got a packed lip. 
full of dip. Okay, get it, get it. Um, praise our tax evading bleak here. <laughs> Just uh, is that? I'm take it that means the sound was okay. Has he fixed it? I hope so. I hope so. And then what else we're going to do? Of course, we're going to take a look at uh, the Porsche Atal. Uh, manuscript which was uploaded to the lancet preprint servers and got zapped within 24 hours now you know there could be many reasons for that um in the current environment where you know the censorship is uh, racked up to 11 i think it's worth us going over that data and manuscript just to see why why they perhaps would object so strongly and maybe um, I haven't I haven't even had a chance to read it beyond the abstract to tell the truth so I don't know um, what's in it I just saw the Bruha, uh grabbed it um, mirrored it because it got taken down uh, shout out to annoyed citizen for giving me a download link for that so praise praise be to Allah <laughs> Uh, on this Friday, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. It's, it's I might, I'll try and clip through this stream because I started far, far later than I was intending to. It is one thirty-five in the morning, so let us uh, move on. And uh, as I was clipping through memes, uh, as I was uh, adjusting on Twitter, I saw this one. Ah, I'm in the way. Step into the light, demons. Let it cleanse your soul by fire, and of course, uh, our logo in the background there. Shout out to Good Doggy for this little gem. I just thought it had a nice Friday feel to it, and uh, Allah have mercy, indeed. Hello, Akbar! Now that should have been reverb free, Allah Akbar. Allah, Allah Akbar. All right, uh, let us uh, move on. So, of course, if you wanted in here, wondered who I am, you can find me on ResearchGate. That's where everything is a good place to find me, uh, all my metrics and stuff are aggregated. And, of course, housekeeping, uh, I'm unable to go into the fight with an independent voice, a scientific voice, uh, without your support. And uh, if you like, you could become a Patreon. Uh, but what the doc really loves is if you hit that WTYL.live tip jar, or the PayPal link down below, but WTYL.live tip jar will take you to our payment processing page, which is PayPal activated right now. And um, yeah, you can uh, use your usury cards or uh, direct with PayPal. Please, please, please send pesos. Keep us in the game. And we're going to, what else are we going to do? There, there was a couple of other things that I wanted to mention. Yes, yes, that was it. So um, I've got some rearranged uh, streams uh, this weekend and tomorrow I'm going to go on Jimmy Jean's uh, show Into the Microsm um, I haven't spoke to Jimmy in a while so uh, I'm going to go there and um, shoot the shoot the shit I guess and the day after now of course the dates were all mixed up for everyone being a international uh, stream confirmed reverb free thanks nice <laughs> yeah Look, when you can entice that tax evading blick to do some work, he does get it done, but <laughs> yeah, he did have to take some time and effort. What can I say? But he's worth every penny, folks. Everything, everything today feeds that blick. All right. Uh, oh, yes. So, uh, what was I going to So, tomorrow, yeah, I'm going to be doing Jimmy Jean and Sunday, my Sunday morning, we're going to be having a 
uh, I guess, metaphysical, religious discussion. And I want to make sure I pronounce his name right. Hang on one second. Uh, so, um, an individual who uh, shall be taking the Gnostic side, I, would, I don't want to make too many presuppositions about his... Um, uh, eschatology, I guess, but he's he's going to be uh, arguing that side, and uh, Paul and uh, John Britton um, will be joining the discussion. I will be sitting in the middle. I find these types of discussions uh, always fascinating. Um, I hope it's of use to people, and um, I'm looking forward to that one. So uh, please, please. Uh, Tune in for that. So it should be Sunday morning, my time, US Saturday time. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Right. Let's get into the false flag or the attempted false flag. So we've had uh, this a drop and Budinov uh, said the threat of a terrorist attack at the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant is decreasing. Uh, they take certain actions in that sphere. Well, I'm, that I'm not so sure about. But, uh, Kush, good to see you, bro. Um, and the what I wanted to do, so, you know, there was a sort of build-up towards this, uh, this event, and there was a set of photographs that were released and, and circulated around, which, you know, just sort of struck me as a little suspect. So I wanted to draw people's attention to them. And, you know, am I an expert in satellite imagery? Certainly not. But um, the, here were the claims. Now, maybe I can make this bigger. So there are claims that there are objects on the roofs of the power plants. And this this thread went on very, very long. And um, the Ukrainian side uh, are convinced that there's uh, something something afoot on the roof um i'm i, I spent you know <laughs> as you do uh when you when you get pulled into these uh twitter twitter rabbit holes i i want to say i don't i don't think that those are the objects that people are looking for and i'm i, w I would like to maybe give a calming um interpretation because i think that there is other uh other images and you can see and it, it the fact that you can see these images and the fact that you can see it being pushed around as the, the ukrainians are, are justified in their talk about uh, nuclear power plants we've got graham lindsay talking about and uh what was the other guy's name blumenthal i forget now who was this Skeletor dude that was standing with him? Uh, anyway, K26R. But the... Um, I don't think that that's the case. You can you can see uh, this image. And uh, it's going to let me zoom in. I don't know how clear that's going to be. But what I see is I can see lighter patches on these sides of the roof. And I want to put the link here for people in the chat in case you've been how should we say um fretting about what what these people are doing and you know things like grainy satellite photography are things that can be 
abused, I think, is the, is the Blumenthal. Thank you, uh, Tazik's Cube. Um, pictures are the truth. Believe all pictures and make assumptions. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, I wish I could zoom this out. I might even use snip. I can get a better. Put it in PowerPoint, maybe. Ah, it doesn't. There's a link. Go and you can see that there are these white, wider patches on these. I don't know if that's a sloping roof. Very hard to tell. It looks like that from the shadows here. And each roof, I want to say that they've highlighted lighter roofing tiles, or they seem to be a similar pattern repeated across the roofs. Um, that one on the end here strikes out and i think it's the the sun reflecting off uh off the roof so i don't i would be very surprised if they would be so stupid as to place explosives onto not even the reactor part of the power plant those that's where the turbines are obviously and so what's what's the deal here what's the deal i think I think the uh, they were trying to ratchet up the ante again. I think they're not doing well on the battlefield. We're going to take a look at some, yeah, some events uh, are occurring, and um, I think it's a, a swing of desperation right now. And that desperation, I think, is leading to some of the stories we're going to get into. Is a um, I think that there is a lot of activity going on right now between the U.S and China, the US is would be unwise to allow China into, or, or Russia and China to get closer together. And I think that what we're looking at is um, there, wait a second, IAEA, yes, IAEA saying there's no bombs there. And uh, you're right, Kelstad, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with the people who are on the ground rather than uh, the likes of Lindsey Graham and Blumenthal. So let's, let's move on from the reactor. I, I think that they're... Um, Hopefully this Monday I'm going to speak with uh, Gaslight and Gilligan. I, I want him and Charles to sort of have a stream together and talk. And before Charles leaves, Charles has been here a month already. It's flown by. Um, but uh, we, need, um, we need those two to be talking. And they, I, I think that there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a, there's a arc to where they want to push this uh, this type of events for population control for um clamping down on you proles on you untermensch so uh, maybe their nuclear false flag they were they were trying but they couldn't they couldn't quite pull it off and i'm i'm not buying the sketchy satellite photographs that they're pu pushing around saying that there's shit on the roofs now <laughs> this in terms of a warfare maneuver if this one is true I want to say bravo. Um, the Russians have hacked the mobilization base and destroyed 
everything. So this would be the official database of the State Statistics Service of Ukraine, which was used by the armed forces of Ukraine to find recruits. Uh, if this is true, that's great, because we've seen the images of Ukrainians press-ganging people who don't want to... But, right to not go and fight in uh corporate privateer zog wars and you know the every time we see someone being press ganged in and thrown into places like bakhmut and the active fronts at the moment is a is a is a war crime and so something something like this something really this is this is the good use the best use of next-gen warfare you know, wipe out those databases i i think it, it it's one of the best moves that i've seen in this whole conflict and uh, i hope I, i'm praying this one is true um see starlight says, says one thing is certain no one has any truce as regards any nuclear matters oversight the most corrupted of them all yeah 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 for, for sure sure and the they, uh, they're going to use it to try to spook everyone, right? The more the more you get spooked, the more that the bleating masses will ask for more control, and that's that's what the um that's what the predatory class want, and um, we should we should do our best to make sure that we can fight against it. So, um, bravo to whoever if they manage pull that off if this isn't uh, a psyop punk um now what did i have here uh, i don't know i'm did i play this i'm going to play it why not um because <laughs> yeah <laughs> The privates and those that get conscripted, um, you know, I can I can understand them. Um, you know, I think I'd be doing it, putting one in the spout and uh, giving my commanding officer one between the eyes. Uh, should they be asking me to go and do stuff that uh, I don't want to? And the, uh, but here we see an officer. It's not gory, but. If this is again, I don't. How much? How much of this shit can you trust? But um, here we go. I'm gonna play this. Другу дай. Тараси, блядь. А ну, тримай. Познімаю. Ты фукин фагет if that's real or not but um it's not it's not a good sign of uh, a well 
well-functioning, well, uh, well-disciplined military uh, force, I'm afraid. And it wouldn't be, of course, if you've been grabbing people off the streets and uh, going and fighting uh, corporate corporate zug wars uh, for NATO. So, yeah, you know, uh, I, I found it interesting. Now, what did I have next? Oh, this, yes. Um, so... <laughs> We have to be careful, of course, about events spiraling out of control in other regions. And, of course, people are taking their eye off the Middle East. But we have had a... Play... I got my telegram. Click. So uh, we've had another incident between a drone and um, a Russian fighter, SU-35 fighter craft, over Syria. Now, in my understanding, the U.S. hasn't been asked to be in Syria, right? The, the Syrian govern, government authorities didn't ask uh, the Americans to intervene. They're basically holding a corridor, as I understand it, between the oil fields that uh, Syria does have. And um, Russia is an inv invitee, I guess, of uh, the Syrian government. And the Russian Air Force have free reign of the skies. Now, the... What happened in this particular case it wasn't fuel dumping. They were um, lighting afterburners and um, dropping uh, parachutes in the way of the drone to um, try to interdict it. And um, these are, again, very dangerous potential flashpoints. Th this, this concerns me more than the, uh, the witterings around uh, a shutdown nuclear power plant at the moment and we need to we have to make sure or pray that the conflict does not spread beyond uh, the borders of ukraine um it's likely to in my opinion should they should they keep going down the pathway that they're going but uh this is a concerning development and uh, something to keep an eye on All right so Next thing I wanted to get to was, oh yes, of course, I forgot about this one. <laughs> now, um, as the US has people like uh, Lindsey Graham and Blumenthal, um, Russia has Medvedev. And Medvedev, I think, is far more of an unpredictable character than... Vladimir, Pabby Putin, and he's he goes full bore in this clip, and he's basically threatening the use of nuclear weapons. And I don't know, man. You can think nukes aren't real. <laughs> I'm I'm inclined to think they uh, they got that tech down. Um, but uh, yeah, this is. Um, Escalatory. I don't know if this is good cop, bad cop by the Ruskies, but um, it's yeah. 
It's important to be aware of. Прежде всего, Соединенные Штаты Америки и их вассалы прекратили поставлять оружие и средства поражения Украине, то специальная военная операция завершилась бы ну, буквально за несколько месяцев. А если они сейчас прекратят поставку своего оружия, то тогда СВО закончится через несколько дней. И, наконец, третье. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with him. Without NATO support, without Western support, um, this could have been finished far, far quicker. I think the indications were that the Russians wanted to negotiate right from the beginning. Um, they have had good faith partners. And the, um, the fact that we're having to listen to a nut job like Medvedev uh, talk... <laughs> Cyber rattling about nuclear weapons uh, is concerning to me. Даже мировая война может быть завершена очень быстро. Ну, либо если подписан мирный договор, либо если сделать то, что сделали американцы в сорок пятом году, когда они использовали свое ядерное оружие и разбомбили два японских города Хиросиму и Нагасаки. Они действительно тогда свернули военную кампанию. Цена это жизнь. Почти 300 тысяч мирных граждан. It would just give an excuse for the neocons. It would be a dream come true for the neocons if it went down that pathway. So let's hope, let's hope Papi Putin uh, keeps his hands on the wheels of power, is what I would say. And someone like Medvedev doesn't come through. Now, oh God, it's all just telegram tabs. And oh yeah, so but this, um, this I think is an important development. So we had Blinken go to the Chinese Chinese mainland um, and if people remember that was the same week that the ODNI report was supposed to come out the ODNI report which was yeah, yeah, well, essentially a bob off to the public and, you know, go watch the stream myself and uh, Shogun Rikasu did about it. Um, we did quite an in-depth uh, take on what the intelligence agencies were saying. Of course, there was no mention of diffuse, etc. All the data that we have managed to basically wrestle out of uh, the deep state, I guess, for want of a better um let's see starlight science says professor chris busby through a freedom of information worked out the uk's first nuke tests required usa science whatever was the reaction and tech as we couldn't do it um yeah that's my understanding um but we we did we had a british bomb what's the matter with you so anyway after blinking went to um, China, we got this very, I think, watered down report. And I think, I, I honestly think, and, and again, this is just speculation on my part, that he went there 
and used the lab origin as a bargaining chip with the Chinese. I honestly think that. And, you know, there was just a suspicion at the time. But, you know, there have been very, very little visits by U.S. signatories. Fair expression. Stretching the, <laughs> stretching the term there. But the now we've got uh, Janet Yellen arrives in Beijing for a four-day China visit. And I think I think they've cut a deal. And Treasury Secretary going to China means that the Chinese are open to negotiation. And I think that this is that them actively trying to, um, you know, the, the U.S. and China have a vested interest in making lab origin stories disappear. And the. This move, Janet Yellen going to China is, uh, it, to me, reinforces this point. Again, we've had years of um, zero exchange between them, a very sketchy intelligence report and uh, House Committee, I guess, is the, uh, were the, were the people who demanded it. And they're... they're actively trying to push the investigation away and you know it's it's par for the course for these people right what do i mean by these people oh god they racist dr mccann well i'm not going to say it i'm going to use uh, this clip um because we don't have to get very very far into it but it's it's the same well you'll get it uh ar 6574 uh you are about to have your prayers answered uh, i apologize for uh tiktok showing uh <laughs> scantily clad females but uh that's um <laughs> let's just play this individual and um tell me if he's loud enough have did you know that bill gates went to china just before blinking no i didn't interesting Interesting. Exposed grabblers. Ah, oh, okay. A beautiful day to talk about who corrupts our government. They want to tell you, oh, it's the Republicans. Oh, it's the Democrats. Well, I'll go through and I'll tell you exactly who it is. Who operates the most powerful positions of our government? Janet Yellen, Secretary of the Treasury. Dual citizenship with Israel, Jew. Merrick Garland, Attorney General for our country. Dual citizenship with Israel, Jew. Alejandro Americas, Secretary of Homeland Security for our country, saying the southern border is perfectly secure. Nothing to worry about. Dual citizenship with Israel, Jew. Abril Haynes, Director of National Intelligence. Dual citizenship with Israel. Jew. And I'm going to leave it there. Here's this clip if you want to listen for the uh, full list. <laughs> but uh, the K26Rs doing their thing. And like I say, they're, they're playing a game. They're very, very good at it. And, of, of, of course, going to negotiate. And, you know, are they negotiating from a position of strength um, by... Easing pressure 
on essentially the Chinese with respect to lab origins because they could flip the script and make it out to be all Chinese. Um, I don't think that that's the case. Um, what's this? Bloomberg, Gates Foundation, really? Really, really? Detail Gates, China is willing to engage in tech cooperation. Yeah. Um, Chinese aren't stupid either. China, President Xi Jinping said China is willing to work with the world on technology, innovation and global challenges, including pandemic prevention, during a meeting with American billionaire Bill Gates. You are the first American friend I've met in Beijing this year. He told the Microsoft Corp co-founder on Friday. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, what did they say about uh, exchanges of foundations? Yes. Um, yeah, biotech. Uh, it's, you know, computer tech. Two yeah. two uh, are synonymous right now, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I think that's the direction that we're heading right now. This shouldn't be a surprise or a shock to anyone. Um, and like I say, uh, Janet Yellen going so soon after uh, Blinken. That's that's an indicator of where we're going. And are we are we going to see the states or these entities investigate? themselves for the crimes that they committed over the last three years no way no how uh, they are all in it together yes yes for sure for sure and you know the it's very difficult for us when we would you know we would like to think that there's repercussions for these people but no there's not um they are they are just predators and yeah it sickens me. It really, really does. And excuse me, I don't want to. I don't want to take a uh, dry hit of uh, my vape. Shout <laughs> my lungs. Um, but yeah, this, this, uh, this needs me. Take a, take a puff. And uh, oh, Nando in the chat. Good to see you, bro. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, Fifty bucks. You can have. You can have a reverb-free chemical alley. <laughs> We ain't gonna get any uh, recourse. And look, the the, the science, the scientific literature is being gained. That's what I want to get to. That's the uh, the point of this stream. I'm spending a little too long on um, uh, incidentals before I get to the the paper itself. But you know, it's, if if I don't, then I get snowed under with stuff and I get left behind. Um, I wanted to draw attention to this post um, by Dr. Claire Craig. I really like Dr. Claire Craig. Um, I think she has been a voice of sanity in the, uh, particularly over the last three years, especially one about informed consent. Um, I would be very, very careful about posting data from Japan. I've spoken about this a lot recently 
the the data is um it's not up to date with japan it stopped they stopped collating in april and just to you know i i went and checked because um this uh us mortality it's a good account to follow but um this is pushing pushing data that hasn't been published yet so these are these are projections only right now and um it's just a word of warning like i said i think they i think both accounts do very very good work um just for people who are looking at this and you know i can i sort of have some some understanding of what's on the ground here i do think japan is one of the better uh, data points that we have um with respect to the disease itself and uh, any interactions with the technologies that they've unleashed onto us so um you can go check uh ben's site where he's pulling this data from go down to japan that'll take you to the japanese equivalent of the ons i guess um and data stopped coming in in april now why i don't know um can you, you can get all conspiratorial about it um the japanese are you know they're if anything they they tend to um they follow the rules um so if they're not reporting right now um they're that would have come very very from up on high put it that way um but yes be careful about pushing japanese data right now it's it's out of date and they've stopped collecting actively stopped collecting they stopped any um Oh, I think they might still want a COVID test. No, I think they might have even got rid of the COVID test now to come into Japan. So they're not doing that. They've literally just, they've classed it as flu and have moved on. So that is something that I want to uh, alert people to. The other was, uh, I'll save that one for another stream when I do more on. So look, this before I get to the main article that I want to review today, um, I think that this uh, special edition of Neurobiology of Disease, um, there are other, you know, there's eight, nine papers in there. Um, and that was, I was reading the comparison of Parkinson's and CJD. I think it's, I think it's a very comprehensive review. Um, Neurobiology of Disease is a um, well-respected journal in my field. And I would like to suggest uh, for, because no doubt it will be a long, um, a long view, if it was anything like the other one, an upregulation of alpha-synuclein following immune activation, possible trigger of Parkinson's disease. I think that sort of goes with, uh, we aren't seeing the paper. Oh, that goddamn blick! Excavating bleak soil and phoenix. Um, I know why. Uh, I'll fix this. Um, 
this and uh so <laughs> i was looking so you didn't see this right which was the um the post from dr claire craig um so there she's pushing those statistics and the statistics from uh, u.s mortality uh, be very very careful of those um just to show you there uh, japanese data has stopped collection in april and uh the talking about uh yes this this is where the review that i've been reading it took me three attempts to read through it it was a long 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 review um but i would like to suggest um upregulation of alpha synuclein following immune activation possible trigger of parkinson's disease so that i've got up on the list um the stuff that uh there's the sensory processing that i still want to get to because i think it's important to do with you know myalgia and uh understanding uh those those types of phenomenon but uh i'm i'm trying my best uh let's see we can just pull the rug on the u.s all at once or the u.s default will hit them too they can't just oh, i see what you're saying um yeah i i, I would agree and, and look there's we, we're just subject to their machinations, right? There's nothing, there's nothing we can do except, you know, prepare as best as you can for any jolts to the system that they're likely to get. And, you know, the, you know th there were plenty, there were plenty of billionaires made as they, um, as they destroyed the middle classes this time around, like they seem to do every, um, every couple of decades. Uh, it's uh, becoming a bit, tedious and tiresome uh for me so um let's uh let's do this and get to the paper so this is the paper that um has caused all the all the fuss at the moment a systematic review of autopsy findings in death after covid-19 vaccination And um, this is from uh, Peter McCullough's group, I guess. Um, I mean, does he have a group anymore? I mean, he was forced out of his position. Um, he's uh, he's still uh, fighting the good fight, as far as I'm concerned, and um, should be listened to. Um, he was one of the first with respect to talking about, um, you know, early treatments. Early treatments would have got us much much or, or a far more equitable outcome than what we had over the last three years but uh, my position is is that they they were whether it was by accident or not um, it was seized on this release of biowarfare agent as a opportunity to uh, roll out their their next gen technologies and their fourth industrial revolution so um Hushla et al., uh, Paul Alexander is in there. Um the names within Macus stick out to me, the others I'm less familiar with. Um the they've done a literature review, which is a fair fair thing to do. Um there's we're three years in and we can we can go back and we can look at the um 
the data that we we have available to us and autopsy data is um, very it, it's critical in medicine and biology for um, establishing you know, uh, what what went wrong how 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 do we pivot our research to uh, answer that particular question etc it's it's a it's a well I would say respected. It's it's a well utilized mechanism for trying to grasp the big picture and to to take the time to do the literature search and take and and try to assess what's happened with respect to autopsies and vaccination is a fair um, and academically normal under normal circumstances would have been thing for. Um, researchers to do so um i've all i've done is I, I quickly read that abstract so that's it and it's a few lines long i think it's quite a uh, quick paper so the abstract begins the rapid development and widespread deployment of covid19 vaccines combined with a high number of adverse event reports have led to concerns over possible mechanisms of injury including systemic lipid nanoparticle and mrna distribution spike protein associated tissue damage thrombogenicity immune system dysfunction, carcinogenicity. Um, I would have uh, tagged on uh, neurotoxicity there, but that's just me. The aim of this systematic review is to investigate possible causal links between COVID-19 vaccine administration and death using autopsies and post-mortem analysis. So I'll skip the map. And, uh, you know, it's 2.15 in the morning right now. Literally, it's, uh, you could say it's covered in the summary of their paper. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, methods. We search for all published autopsy and necropsy reports relating to COVID-19 vaccination up until May 18th, 2023. We initially identified 678 studies and, after screening for our inclusion criteria, included 44 papers that contained 325 autopsy cases and one necropsy case. Three physicians independently reviewed all deaths and determined whether COVID-19 vaccination was the direct cause or contributed significantly to death. Um, now, my initial take right now would be um, the when they say three doctors, they mean the MDs uh, mentioned here. So uh, Richard, Heather, Roger, William, Harvey, Mark, one of those. I'm, that's how I would interpret that. Now, I, I would already, um, I would want the paper or the manuscript that they were reviewing to come to the conclusion that vaccines were part of the uh, the causal mechanism in the death and autopsy. Um, so this is interesting. The most implicated organ system in COVID-19 vaccine-associated deaths was cardiovascular system, 53%, followed by hematological system, 17%, the respiratory system, 8%, and multiple organ systems, 7%. Three or more organ systems were affected in 21 cases. Um, okay, carry on. The mean time from vaccination to death was 14.3 days. Most deaths occurred within a week from last vaccine administration. A total of 240 deaths 
were independently adjudicated as directly due to or significantly contributed to by COVID-19 vaccination. Now, again, it's ambiguous to me who's adjudicating these um, the, the death records. Um, okay. Interpretation. The consistency seen among cases in this review with known COVID-19 vaccine adverse events, their mechanisms and related excess death, coupled with autopsy confirmation and physician-led death adjudication, suggests there's a high likelihood of a causal link between COVID-19 vaccines and death in most cases. Further urgent investigation is required for the purpose of clarifying our findings. Um, I'm not going to disagree uh, in that respect. The, um, I, I, I know that their numbers are very, very close to what Arna Burkhart and his team found when reviewing their 77 cases. I want to say they were saying 80%, 73.9%, in this paper. So um, there we have something approximating a crossover. Hang on. Um, all right. So it seems a fairly straightforward paper. So research in context, evidence before this study. COVID-19 vaccines with known mechanisms of injury to the human body and a substantial number of adverse event reports represent an exposure that we hypothesize to be possibly linked to death in some cases. Thus, we searched PubMed and Science Direct for all published autopsy and necropsy reports relating to COVID-19 vaccination through May 18, 2023, using keywords relating to COVID-19 vaccines, death, autopsy and necropsy. We found that no comprehensive review of autopsy findings in a large series of deaths after COVID-19 vaccination that accounts for the current state of knowledge has been conducted, the mechanisms of death from COVID-19 vaccination remain largely unexplored. Uh, what's the value of this study? Because the state of knowledge has advanced since the time of the original publications and new assessments regarding COVID-19 vaccine adverse events can be made. Based on the previously published literature of COVID-19 vaccine adverse events, their mechanisms and related excess death, coupled with autopsy confirmation and physician-led death adjudication, we found a high likelihood of a causal link between COVID-19 vaccines and death among most of the 326 included cases. This is the first study that indicates a high probability of causality between COVID-19 vaccine administration and death in many cases. To date, this is the largest review of autopsy findings in deaths after COVID-19 vaccination. Um, again, I, I, I'm going to make the presumption at this point before we get further into the paper that their, their search criteria was that they, they selected manuscripts and published data where a physician, uh, the coroner, pathologist, has signed off and said COVID-19 was responsible for this particular death. Um, why would, you know, I'm trying to think why they would try to yank the paper. Um, it seems a fair, fair thing to do with respect to science as it's done now argue that there's vested interests of course um but let's let's get into the paper and um 
Let's see. Uh, let's see. McCullough said him and two other doctors adjudicated the cases and two of the three had to agree it was the shot. Mm, okay, so that that then makes the study less or the review less um, less impactful I would say and just as a as I, if I had to review this paper that that would be my um, primary objections if if the paper had defined it as such that they were reviewing then that's seems fair I, I guess I guess well, hopefully their search criteria have said, okay, we've got, we've got whatever it was, 600, 600 was it? Then they routed it down to 326. Find out when we get the paper. But, okay, so you've got 326 cases that they're looking at. We have to make the presumption that the paper that was published said it was vaccine involved. They're then agreeing or disagreeing with the authors of that paper, I guess. As of May 31st, 2023, SARS-CoV-2 has infected an estimated 767,364,883 people globally, resulting in nearly 7 million deaths. As a direct response to this worldwide catastrophe, governments adopted a coordinated approach to limit caseloads and mortality utilizing a combination of non-pharmaceutical interventions and novel gene-based vaccine platforms. The first doses of vaccine were administered less than 11 months after the identification of SARS-CoV-2 genetic sequence in the United States under the Operation Warp Speed initiative which represented the fastest vaccine development in history with limited assurances of short and long-term safety. Now, um, I'm not going to disagree with their opening statement. At the time of writing, about 69% of the world population have been inoculated with at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. Most frequently utilized COVID-19 vaccine platforms include inactivated virus, uh, Sinovac, Coronavac, Protein subunit, Novavax, viral vector, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, and messenger RNA, Pfizer-BioNTech, and Moderna, all utilize mechanisms that can cause serious adverse events. Most involve the uncontrolled synthesis of the spike protein as the basis of the immunological response. Circulating spike protein is the likely deleterious mechanism through which COVID-19 vaccines produce adverse events. Um, well, uh, lipid nanoparticle as well, um, but I, b I would agree with that statement. That, that would be where you should look first. Expression of the spike protein, which we know is neuro and cytotoxic. SP and or subunits peptide fragments can trigger ACE2 receptor degradation and internalization, which may also cause destabilization of the renin-angiotensin system resulting in possible enhanced inflammation, vasoconstriction, and thrombosis. Spike protein activates platelets, causes endothelial damage, and directly promotes arterial and venous thromboses. 
Moreover, immune system cells that have taken up the lipid nanoparticles then release them back into the circulation with elevated numbers of exosomes containing spike protein and microRNAs that play a role in, reduce, in inducing a signaling response in recipient cells at distant sites, resulting in severe inflammatory consequences. Um, I'm kind of in Ah, getting old, Kev. Getting old. So five is that. So they're self-referencing themselves there. Um. But let's see who else they're looking at. So they're looking at the trends article as well. Um, that's one I use, adverse effects of COVID-19 vaccines. Four, five, seven. Trends. familiar with they even go and uh quote peter hotes myocarditis for covid19 mrna vaccines um lab circulating spike protein okay so you know uh, okay we can we can forgive them the the self-citation uh in this particular Moreover, immune system, yeah, we did that. Uh, further, long-term cancer control may be jeopardized in those injected with the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines because of IRF7 and IRF9 suppression. There is distinct potential of a causal link between SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccination and neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, immune thrombocytopenia, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, and tumorogenesis. Um, again, they're... I'm, I'm being a harsh critic of this paper. Um, but it's a self-reference to their... Well, you know, it's published. Um, but it would be... If I was... If I was writing this paper, I would have found a citation for each pathology that, they, um, that they're describing, rather than referring to what is essentially a uh, review paper, um, Innate Immune Suppression by SARS-CoV-2 mRNA Vaccinations, the role of G quadruplexes, exosomes, and microRNA. Now, it's, um, it's a well-written paper, I know it, um, but the... 
in such a contentious space, they're leaving themselves open to um, to attack. So that would be my um, Peter. It's, it's yes, yes, you're right in that sense. So just bear with me while I store those. Javi Prepper says they injected an Alzheimer's patient with a vaccine, found he had Alzheimer's, uh, copyright, uh, Ian Copeland, um, he's, uh, he's gone quiet, uh, the jicky storm overwhelmed him, um, so, yeah, there's, there's a critique that I would have had, my first major one, if I was just, not reviewing it, just, if they said, could you please read this? You usually have someone just check over your manuscript just to make sure that you're not, uh, you're not developing uh, tunnel vision. These findings are supported by the recent discovery that repeated COVID-19 vaccination with mRNA-based vaccines causes production of abnormally high levels of IgG4 antibodies, which can lead to immune tolerance to spike protein, immune suppression, and promote the development of autoimmune diseases, myocarditis, and cancer growth. And this is true. And that's the... See, they should have quoted the science paper there. And they've corrected the one from vaccines. Mm. You know. Reviewing literature is always... It's always easy to go and uh, critique other people's work but you know that was a that was an easy miss they could have avoided there um i don't see the science paper just by scanning at the moment um all right so again um they could have done better at that point. Neurotoxic effects of spike protein may cause or contribute to the post-COVID-19 syndrome, including headaches, tinnitus, autonomic dysfunction, and small fiber neuropathy. Uh, yes. Again, they've cited a review in this instance. Again, I would, I would have gone and found the individual manuscripts um, in this instance. Specific to the administration of viral vector COVID-19 vaccines, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, a new clinical syndrome called vaccine-induced immune thrombotic thrombocytopenia, the ITT, was identified in 2021 and characterized by the development of thromboses at atypical body sites combined with severe thrombocytopenia after vaccination. Um, this is true. This is why the Adenoviral vector vaccines have been, or, or yeah, I want to say they've been pulled, right? Certainly not recommended anymore. And you know, I've talked about this before. Why do I think I think they were too good compared to the lipid nanoparticle? The the virus itself is good at going and spreading, and the um, reproduction of spike through or utilizing the virus's pathological mechanisms is probably 
was the causal agent in there. I don't, I don't think there's much coming back with respect to that technology and this expression product at the moment. The pathogenesis of this life-threatening side effect is currently unknown, though it's been proposed that VIT is caused by post-vaccination antibodies against platelet factor 4, triggering extensive platelet activation. mRNA-based vaccines rarely cause VITT, but they are associated with myocarditis or inflammation of myocardium. The mechanisms for the development of myocarditis after COVID-19 vaccination are not clear. It's been hypothesized that it may be caused by a molecular mimicry of spike protein and self-antigens, immune response to mRNA and dysregulated cytokine expression. In adolescents and young adults diagnosed with post-mRNA vaccine myocarditis, pre-spike protein was detected in the blood, while vaccinated controls had no circulating spike protein. Um, that's a paper that I use a lot. Um, so that's a fair one. It has been demonstrated that SARS-CoV-2 spike mRNA vaccine sequences can circulate in the blood for at least 28 days after vaccination, um, even more. These data indicate that adverse events may occur for an unknown period after vaccination with spike protein playing an important pivotal etiological role. A FOIA document obtained from the Australian government titled Non-Clinical Evaluation of Commonarty shows systemic distribution of lipid nanoparticles containing mRNA after vaccine administration in rats, concluding that LMPs reach their highest concentration at the injection site, followed by the liver, spleen, adrenal glands, ovaries, and bone marrow over 48 hours. This biodistribution data suggests that spike protein may expressed in cells from many vital organ systems, raising significant concerns regarding the safety profile of COVID-19 vaccines. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's a fair representation of data. Um, given the identified vaccination syndromes and their possible mechanisms, the frequency of adverse event reports is expected to be high, especially given the vast number of vaccine doses administered globally. Um, yeah, fair, fair point. Through May 5th, 2023, the vaccine or their system contained 1 million one and a half million adverse event reports associated with COVID-19 vaccines, including 35,324 deaths. Holy shit. <laughs> it's all right, though. They may bank. They, uh, they could be all right in the end. Jesus. And 26,928 myocarditis and pericarditis, 19,546 heart attacks, and 8,701 thrombocytopenia reports. Uh, if the alarmingly high number of reported deaths are indeed causally linked to COVID-19 vaccination, the implications could be immense, including the complete withdrawal of all COVID-19 vaccines from the global market. Well, it's, you know, the simple fact is i don't think that they're going to be used that often i think the public will be almost the demand for vaccines has dropped precipitously except in japan <laughs> let's see um i'm you know if i was to give advice on this paper um they shouldn't have they shouldn't have stepped into this um this type of 
say. It's essentially, you're writing a sort of letter of concern more than anything, rather than... And you're supposed to be focusing on the review aspect of your data. Um, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't have put this in the introduction. Um, they should have stopped at the data with respect to the VAERS reports. Um, and, you know, maybe even given a statement about how valid the VAERS system is, etc. Or made correlations with other reporting systems um, around the world. That would have been a more useful, more useful for the space and the word count. Autopsies are one of the most powerful diagnostic tools in medicine to establish cause of death and clarify the patho pathophysiology of disease. I agree. Um, COVID-19 vaccines with plausible mechanisms of injury to the human body and a substantial number of adverse event reports represent an exposure that may be causally linked to death in some cases. The purpose of this systematic review is to investigate possible causal links between COVID-19 vaccine administration and death using autopsies and post-mortem analysis. And I think what they've, what they've done here is they should, they should have kept it within the scope of the data that had been published. Um, this, these sort of sweeping, sweeping statements are not going to be looked upon favorably, or uh, I'll put it another way. It makes it easy for editors at The Lancet to be leaned on and say you you can you should remove that paper. Um, it's strain, I guess, outside of um, scientific ob objectivity. Okay, so methods. We performed a systematic review of all published autopsy and necropsy reports relating to COVID-19 vaccination through May 18th, 2023. All autopsy studies that include COVID-19 vaccines as a possible cause of death were included. All necropsy analysis of dead tissue studies that include COVID-19 vaccines as a possible cause of organ death were included. No other restrictions were imposed. The following databases were used. PubMed and Science Direct. The following keywords were used. COVID-19 vaccine. SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. COVID vaccination. Post-mortem. Autopsy or necropsy. All selected studies were screened for relevant literature contained in their references. Because the state of knowledge has advanced since the time of the original publications, we performed a contemporary review. Uh, free physicians, RHWM, EAM, with experience in death adjudication and anatomical clinical pathology, independently reviewed the available information of each case and determined whether or not COVID-19 vaccination was the direct cause or contributed significantly to the mechanism of death described. Agreement was reached when two or more physicians adjudicated the case concordantly. For the study by Chaves, Chaves only cardiovascular and hematological system-related cases were adjudicated as being linked to the vaccine due to a high probability of COVID-19 vaccination contributing to death and missing individual case information for other individuals. Given the presence of some missing data, we used all available information to calculate the descriptive statistics estimated age, exact age not given, and inferred time from last vaccine administration to death, no definitive time given, were excluded from calculations. So here's the results. 
Database search revealed yielded 678 studies that had potential to meet our inclusion criterion. 562 duplicates were screened out. Out of the remaining 116 papers, 36 met our specified inclusion criterion. Through further analysis of references, we located 18 additional papers, with 8 of them meeting our inclusion criterion. In total, we found 44 studies that contained autopsy or necropsy reports of COVID-19 vaccinees. Uh, they want to point to figure one. Okay, so it's just a little schematic algorithm for conducting research. So, Table 1 summarizes the 44 studies. There are a total of 325 autopsy cases and one necropsy case heart. The mean age of death was 70.4 years, and there were 139 females. Most received a Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, followed by Sinovac, AstraZeneca, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Sinopharm at 1%. Cardiovascular system was most frequently implicated followed by hematological, respiratory, and multiple organ systems, neurological, 4%, immunological, 3%, and gastrointestinal, 1%. In 7% of cases, the cause of death was either unknown, non-natural, drowning, head injury, etc., or infection. Okay, so just a pie chart of the collation of the data. Um, uh, da, 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 da. One organ system was affected in 302 cases, two in three cases, three in eight cases, and four or more in 13 cases. Figure three. The number of days from vaccination until death was 14.3, median, irrespective of dose. Now, um, the age... Um, 70.4 years now you know it's a small thing but um there should be some measure of uh variance around that mean a standard error or standard deviation so we know um you know if it's if it's all 70 year olds and you know the the window is you know standard deviation plus or minus 10 um you're in sort of people die <laughs> at that at that age anyway because of um heart attacks etc um i know my father did um i expect probably they say you know your father's a good predictor of the age that you go out and what you'll go out with um so that's a confound and um they should have um the yeah that all of the data here needs standard deviations on it the fact that it's not there just means that it would have made it easier for someone to say ha it's not it's not up to standard all right so we did a number of days from vaccination until death 
free median irrespective of dose 7.8 mean free median after one dose 23.2 mean to median after two doses and 5.7 mean to median after three doses the distribution of days from last vaccine administration to death is highly right skewed showing that most of the deaths occurred within a week from last vaccination Mm. Yeah, okay. Two hundred and forty deaths, seventy three point nine, were independently adjudicated by free physicians to be significantly linked to COVID nineteen vaccination. Supplementary table for that among adjudicators there was a complete independent agreement all three physicians of vaccination causing or contributing to death in 203 cases 62.5 percent the one necropsy case was judged to be linked to vaccination with complete agreement um as a review lacks depth with respect to the description in the results section of study i would argue i'm not doubting the i mean this is an important figure figure four um maybe you could argue that the tables uh, So, we can look at the ages here. So, their first reference doesn't have an age. Second one, 14, 19, 83, 84, 76, 17, 90s, 34, 61, 68. You know what? There's enough early deaths, right, beyond the... Uh, You know the free score and ten mark that I would. They should have. They should have looked at just those early, early deaths under sixty years of age, for example. It may it may have made for a smaller um, data set, but the the chance for um, yeah, the chance of it's too easy to be able to say. Oh, an average age of 70 people are going to, um, they're going to die. So, but this, um, they could have, they could have, um, tightened it up, this data. Um. um like an 83 year old um can um recognize much of the case studies here yeah i would i would have taken out old people and i'd have looked at um early death 
basically, um, with respect to the expected mean. All right, so we found 73.9% of deaths after COVID-19 vaccination were attributable to vaccine injury syndromes. The cardiovascular system was by far the most implicated organ system in death, followed by hematological, respiratory, multiple organ systems, neurological, immunological, gastrointestinal. Um, and any medicine with that scope of side effects um, would be should be looked at with a well, very very beady eye um see i always really enjoy going through papers you have real talent for it very good stuff wow thank you starlight science i appreciate that um da, 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 da. Less than 14 days, they're unvaccinated. Yeah, well, um, I would I would make the presumption that if there's death that happened within that window, that it might still be picked up, particularly in countries like Japan's usually pretty fastidious about stuff, and there's a lot of Japan is represented several times in there. I mean, I would, I would like to see the data published. I really would. Um, it just, it needs tightening up. That would be my advice. So the majority of deaths occurred within a week from last vaccine administration. So that means they're getting picked up before being classed as um, officially vaccinated. And were independently adjudicated by free physicians to be significantly associated with vaccination. These results corroborate known COVID-19 vaccine-induced syndromes and show significant temporal associations between COVID-19 vaccination and death involving multiple organ systems with a predominant implication of the cardiovascular and hematological systems. Criteria of causality from an epidemiological perspective have been met, including biological plausibility, temporal association, internal and external validity, coherence, analogy, and reproducibility with each successive report of death after COVID-19 vaccination. Um, again, that statement would hold way more weight if they stuck to young, young deaths. Right? Unexpected deaths. Um, 88-year-olds, well, not so much. Our findings amplify concerns regarding COVID-19 vaccine adverse events and their mechanisms. Spike proteins deleterious effects, especially on the heart, likely explains the high proportion of cardiovascular deaths seen in our study. They also highlight the involvement of multiple organ systems in some of the deaths associated with COVID-19 vaccination. This might be attributed to multi-system inflammatory syndrome that has been detected following COVID-19 vaccination in both children and adults. A possible mechanism by which MIS occurs after vaccination could be systemic distribution of the LMPs containing mRNA after vaccine administration and a consequent systemic spike protein expression and circulation resulting in system-wide inflammation. A significant, significant proportion of cases were due to hematological system adverse events, which is not surprising given that VITT and pulmonary embolism have been reported in the literature as serious adverse events following COVID-19 vaccination. 
Deaths caused by adverse effects to the respiratory system were also relatively common in our review, finding that is in line with the possibility of developing acute respiratory distress syndrome or drug-induced interstitial lung disease after COVID-19 vaccination. Now, um, the... You would have to... I would make the presumption that, and they haven't said it in this, in the text, that that the COVID nineteen was excluded, definitively excluded, as being part, particularly these um, pathological mechanisms. Although uncommon among cases in this study, immunological, neurological, gastrointestinal adverse events can still occur after COVID nineteen vaccination and as with cardiovascular system, may be directly or indirectly caused by the systemic expression of circulation of spike protein. Given the average time, 14.3 days, in which cases died after vaccination, temporal association between COVID-19 vaccination and death among most cases is further supported by the finding that SARS-CoV-2 spike mRNA vaccine sequences can circulate in the blood for at least 28 days after vaccination. Most of the deployed vaccine platforms are associated with death, suggesting that they share a common feature that causes adverse effects, which is most likely spike protein. The large number of COVID-19 vaccine-induced deaths evaluated in this review is consistent with multiple papers that report excess mortality after vaccination. Pantazatos and Seligman found that all-cause mortality increased 0 to 5 weeks post-injection in most age groups, resulting in 146,000 to 187 vaccine-associated deaths in the United States between February and August of 2021. That's a big number, man. It's just, what, six months of data? Seven? With similar findings, Skidmore estimated that 278,000 people may have died from the COVID-19 vaccine in the United States by December 2021. These concerning results were further elucidated by Arstad and say that Ishtein, who found that among 31 countries in Europe, a higher population COVID-19 vaccine uptake in 2021 was positively correlated with increased all-cause mortality in the first nine months. 2022 after controlling for alternative explanations. Furthermore, excess mortality from non-COVID-19 causes has been detected in many countries since the mass vaccination programs began, suggesting a common deleterious exposure among populations. Pantazatos estimated that VERS deaths are underreported by a factor of 20. If we apply this underreporting factor to the May 5th, 2023 VERS death report count of 35,324, the number of deaths in the United States alone becomes 706,480. Wow. If this is extrapolated number of deaths were to be confirmed, the COVID-19 vaccines would represent the largest medical failure in human history. In summary, we identified a large series of deaths after COVID-19 vaccination, confirmed with autopsy and necropsy. 
to help the medical community better understand fatal COVID-19 vaccine syndromes. The consistency seen among cases in this review with known COVID-19 vaccine adverse events, their mechanisms and related excess deaths coupled with autopsy confirmation and expert physician death adjudication suggests there is a high likelihood of a causal link between COVID-19 vaccines and death in most cases. Even with substantial evidence, our paper cannot definitively determine causality as our paper has all the limitations of systematic reviews of previously published papers, including selection bias, publication bias and confounding variables. Further urgent investigation is required, aimed at confirming our results, further elucidating the mechanisms underlying the described fatal outcomes with the goal of risk mitigation for the large numbers. So we've taken one or more COVID-19 things. Um, again, the they could have written the paper better. I, I, I really think so. Um, and... You know, I, I tried to give as balanced a take on it as possible. The, and like I say, primary thing would be I would tidy up the introduction uh, without the uh, sweeping sort of letter of concern tone. And then I would have, it's fair in a review find it find a a good example from the literature that you're reviewing and show the pathology that's that's another way to sort of beef the the paper up with respect to reviewers and publishing houses um yeah and um, take out the old and look at the young. They, you know, they shouldn't be dying. All right, so um, let me just check uh, how well has uh, Cyber Phoenix done. Is he going to get fed any Mackie D's today? Apart from Orlando. Let's see. <laughs> oh, um. No, uh, you were all Janet Yellens, the lot of you. All right. Um, let me just check it on the chat real quick. Um, do, 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 do. Take shots, still unvaccinated, only in clown world. Yeah, I'd argue the most vulnerable and feeble-minded people were cold. Um, no, that's not fair because there were many, many people who were forced out of fear of just the financial fear of losing their jobs. And... Um, they didn't they didn't have to force it at gunpoint right people's credit card bills and mortgage repayments was enough to coerce people to take um a highly experimental shot now you know the counter argument would be well you know we've given whatever seven seven billion doses and you can find um a few hundred cases of uh published um, adverse events that are for want of a better description the um, well did it, 
you want an autopsy, right? So they've got the autopsy and they're making, you know, professional judgment. Peter McCullough is um, he's one of the most cited scientists currently alive, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, the... Yeah, it could, it could have just been tidier and more more diligent. If they've gone to this much effort, um, they could have just take take examples from the published data and just say that there it is, and you know, and and you know, be balanced in the paper of just saying, well, yeah, there's no way that medicine with that many projected. Um, adverse events and deaths should be on the market. No way, no how. Um, the... I, I, I would have, I would have couched... It's important to get the data out, and you've got, you've got to play on their ground somewhat. And, you know, a, a line or two, I, I, I know you don't want to, you want to put your words into the you know the work that you want to put out there to publish but um you know something like you know primarily you know many many people have been appear to be um fine after vaccination but there's a significant cohort who perhaps have been hurt by this intervention um it's something that we have to radically rethink and i think if that if the tone had been and you know that's rich coming from me. I get it, um, but you know it's not it's not shit posting on the internet and um, trying to pull a laugh out of uh, you know, give give people something to smile about. You're trying to reach uh, scientific medical um, consensus, and you know all all I'm trying to do is. Give words of advice. I would say that that's all. Um, I'm not. I'm not doubting the data. Um, I'll accept the fact that the data was published, and they could have, they could have approached it um, slightly better and been more rigorous in the uh, in the presentation of the data. That that's all. That's um, that's my stance. So. I hope uh, that was of use to you. I will um, knock off. Um, no science deniers. <laughs> okay. Uh, you science deniers have a good weekend. I will be on Into the Microcosm tomorrow, 10 p.m. Pacific, I think. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be talking about uh, hopefully upcoming uh, book. And... Uh, Hope we can be as rigorous as I would like with that particular piece of work. But there's there's still chance with this paper, and you know the stupid thing is by the journal removing it. Basically, everyone wants to go and see why it was removed, and they should have just slid it through if that's what they wanted to do right by by making a song and dance about it it could have it could have easily been 
addressed with respect to reviews. There's two, there's this, this, and this, and it's not suitable for publication in the Lancet. Right? That's yeah, Streisand effect. Um, and they can, they should learn from this. And now that they've got some um, public attention on it, do what I said with respect to tidying it up somewhat, make it more comprehensive get the get the where there's published photographs um you ask for permission to use those samples in your in your your paper and take that route and it doesn't have to be the lancet or nature medicine right it's pick a trade journal for one of a better description all right, it's 3 a.m. I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. All right. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers! All them five. I like this guy. Send 10.45,000 to turn dead. Let up! 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 Let up